Oh my gosh, this is such BS. Laura is totally metagaming against the numbers that are rolled. You roll, and that's the results you get. Oh my gosh, and now they're ditching the idea just because they rolled poorly. Like, I rolled poorly, and I know I did, so now I don't want to do the thing. Like, that's not, that's not fair. That's not how it works. You rolled, and that's what you did. It's moments like that where I feel like as a DM, I should be the one rolling, but that takes away agency from the players. You know, they want to roll, but it's still, it's just so dumb, like, that they are allowed to know how poorly they did in that situation and go back and undo it. Like, what happens if you try to attack and you roll a five to attack and you're like, well, I can tell I didn't do very well, right? Okay, I don't want to do that. You're like, well, but you still did it. <laughs> she rolled snake eyes. Suck it. Oh, she's playing for sympathy now. Yeah, they didn't do that for the temporary hit points. An extra 20, like, I mean, they were average going to get 10. What's 10 going to mean? I mean, it, it could mean a little something. Yeah, it's not even like a... That's not why you... Do heroes face so? How does she not know? She was an elf before. How does she not know? It only takes a half amount for a rest for an elf. Were they not elves before? Were they half elves? I still think it. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't apply. Oh my gosh, Matt's nervous. He doesn't believe this is happening. Shuffling papers and trying to hold his grin. What if Travis is the big bad? He's been working for you the whole time. The whole time. I feel like uh, Matt's going to fudge some rolls for Laura because of her attitude. That's just like, that's just the dynamic. Laura, stop. She is such a metagamer. If we back up a little, does the rumbling stop? Like, what the heck? Yes, it was a success. Who's mad? Oh man, do you see the end though? How frustrated Travis was? Like, he fully chalks this up to a loss. And I don't know, you know, there at the end, he said he thought he was close enough that he might be able to do something. Um, when Lucian and um, Cree dimension doored out, he kind of said something under his breath. And it wasn't, like, petty or it wasn't, like, it wasn't a muttering. But it was, he just said, oh, I, I hoped I got close enough or I thought I got close enough or something. Like, I don't know what he thought. Um I kind of missed that without going back over recording. Um, but you can see where he he had a strategy or a thought in his head, maybe. And then when they got away, you know, and him thinking that this was like a lot. Like, I don't know what he thought. Marisha definitely gets meta and was like, look, we know this wasn't going to be the big fight. We knew this was just going to pick off a couple of these guys. And that's what we did. Um Which was, you know, I felt like that was a little, uh, yeah, I think that was kind of meta that you don't want to, like, you don't want that to leak out um, when you've got a product that you're presenting to people. But, uh, you know, I mean, that is the truth. That's kind of what we were all thinking. I, I didn't know. I thought this would be another big fight. I didn't think it was the big fight that was going to be like, okay, a couple of players are going to die here. And you know, whatever, and they're, they're going to win somehow, but there's going to be some deaths. Like, I didn't think it was the big final end of the the, the campaign. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, you know, like at this point, you're going to run into them, and there's going to be, you know, a significant beat that happens, but it's it's got to keep going, you know, so even if you kill Lucian, you find out that he was a puppet for somebody greater, and that's who the actual big bad is, and you're chasing. Um, I don't know. I thought it was interesting that Travis thought it was such a loss. I mean, and maybe that's just a character decision he's making for Ford. But I did mention how he's been kind of, you know, a little bit less patient lately. So I think he's, I think there's an irritability that he's feeling. Uh, and I don't know if that's just completely smoke from a different fire or if it's related to anything. Uh, you know, in the game. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's something to kind of keep your eye on, how Ford is becoming more and more militant about it all. You know, he has that conversation with Beauregard where he says, I'm going to see this through, I'm not running, and I don't think you are either. And he kind of makes this makes this character choice in that point, like, I'm, I'm sticking around. That's the end of it. I'm doing this. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens next. Uh, they're chasing Lucian. This is going to be a big, long... They're going to arrive at some big contraption that he's been setting up. So they've been working on this for a while. And there's going to be some sort of structure that they needed some of these lodestones for. But it'll be an impressive machine that they are going to find him at. And he's going to try to do the thing. We'll see what happens. Um, I hope that Matt gives them all the point of exhaustion that, that that's coming to them because they didn't finish a long rest, though they got five hours into it. But there should be some concentration or constitution saving throws that are coming. Um, and they, they, you know, that's going to give them disadvantage on perception checks, not on attacks or anything, but on, on checks. And what is it saying throws to, which is pretty significant, but, you know, you can't just let your players just go on and on and be like, oh, well, all I need are short rests. Like, no, you, that's not, you don't get to do that. You don't get to go three or four days and finally be like, okay, all of my, uh, all of my hit dice are spent, so I better take a long rest now. Like, no, there's, there's a, there's a cost for staying up overnight. So anyway cool episode. I feel like that was, um, you know, that had some moments that were much more interesting than uh, a lot of their traveling through Isocross. You know, I just, I just get bored with the, the traveling episodes. You know, you have one, you know, there should be a, a pretty good cycle, pretty good rotation of things. You know, one episode, there's going to be a dungeon crawl. The next episode, there's going to be a big fight. The next episode is a travel. The next episode involves shopping and you know, and then every every episode in, involves some role play, maybe some encounter of some sort. It's interesting that they he doesn't use a lot of puzzles, and I think that must be why I don't use puzzles either. I've kind of followed his his um, yeah. I'm definitely in his pedigree, so to speak, uh, and I haven't done a lot of puzzles, and they haven't they haven't done them either. Like they've done a few like really simple ones. I think back way back. Uh, when they were going down their Shady Creek run, I think, and they were flowing down the river and they, they got into that little little 
spiral staircase tower. I don't know. And they were in a room and there were little wisps inside cages, I think. And I'm probably remembering this completely wrong, but they had to do something like knock out all of those wisps or all of the lights or whatever that were in them. And then that would release, it was, it was kind of a puzzle type room. They also ran into that one where there was a whole bunch of bones, skeletons, undead that were littering the floor and they would pop up and whenever they knocked them out, there was this red light <clears throat> that would be within their chest cavity or within their skull and they had to collect those gems and that would allow them to move on. <clears throat> you know, it's kind of, it was actually kind of hokey. I mean, on both of those, I feel like I didn't really realize it, but I think this is one of Matt's weaknesses. And maybe puzzles don't really work. I mean, <clears throat> I know I've... It's frustrating when you have a puzzle that's so easy that one person just kind of like takes it over and does it, and you're like, well, that was fun. Uh, and then when it's too hard that you get stuck, and then you feel stupid. Like, I mean, I know that is the challenge of the DM. Like, you're, you're, you've got to ride that line of giving them the satisfaction of getting it right, but not make it like, you know, I told my players, like, you don't want it like playing checkers or chess with a three-year-old. Like, it's fun for them because they're being challenged and they're learning and everything, but for you, you're just doing it for them, but you're not really getting the satisfaction and the endorphins that you're seeking. Uh, and, you know, so you gotta you got to find where that is for them, where you meet their their challenge level and if they do miss it they feel like oh i should have known that not like well that was just too hard or it was a stupid design um and then if they do get it they feel like they earned it and you know it wasn't too easy so <clears throat> i don't know be, be interesting and, and i know it, maybe there have been more puzzles than i'm giving giving credit for but uh I think it's, I think it's a fun, I don't know, they had the golem they put together, but that wasn't really, it was kind of a puzzle, but it was really just a series of checks and, hey, you be creative and tell me what you're doing and I'm going to give you uh, a check to do over that time that they were running away from the island where they were getting the uh, artifact of Ukatoa and there were the, um, or the, the lizard folk and the, what are they called? Asari. I can't think of what the, the two, the two lizard-like people that were on that island and they were fighting each other, but then they were chasing them. And Matt said, okay, this is going to be a series of checks. What are you going to do? to ensure that you guys get away. And it was a moment to give the players a chance, like, okay, be creative, you're on the spot. What does your character have that can help? And I think, I don't know if this was the moment, I know it's happened at least once, where Marisha's like, I'm gonna throw some ball bearings. It's like, well, I mean, they're not gonna slip on in, on ball bearings in the muddy earth below you. Like, um, but it's moments like that, I think, where he gives some sort of a challenge to them and it doesn't come out really as interesting as he wants it to, so then he doesn't do it that often. Same thing with the puzzles. Uh, you know, I've got a couple of puzzles that rattle around in my head. Um, and in the end, it's just not worth it, really, if it's 
I mean, I've definitely been there as a player. Like you, you show up in this room, they're like, okay, there's a basket hanging from the wall and there's a pile of rubble in the corner. In it, you can see the head of a, of a statue, a stone head that has been broken from uh, its source. And, uh, you know, I don't know, there's a painting, there's a mural on the wall. And you're like, well, I don't know. I mean, if it's as simple as putting that head in the basket, that's just too, that's too simple for me. I don't want that. And if it's something that's completely, you know, you stare at the mural and you are now paralyzed, uh, like, okay, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I, like I look at the mural, there's a big painting there. Like, well, how do I, how do I not look at it? Why do I feel like I've been punished? I mean, if it's a little challenge where something happens because of it, then like, okay, oops, that's fun. Now I know I better not be looking at paintings, but there's just some times where you're just taxed without really any logical reason for you to know that or figure that out. It's just a random thing that happened to you and it, and it causes you to be gun shy. Like you don't want your characters, your players to not make interesting choices and not try stuff. You want them to feel like I might do this and something good might, might come from it. But if it's like you have a lot of traps and you, you, you walk in and, I do the most logical thing. Yep. And now you're at half your health. Okay. You know what? From now on, anytime we do anything, I'm number one, my eyes are closed. Number two, um, I, you know, you just go through like this checklist of like all these things, like, and, and I don't know, a better player doesn't do that, I guess. You know, there, there are certain people on critical role that I think would be more likely to be like, well, I would know, or I, I wouldn't do that. No, I mean, if that's going to be, no, I'm not going to, no, I don't do that. Like, okay, no, thanks for, anyway.